The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. And it's hard to fight back those emotions. I mean, it really is. And so I expected these guys to come out a little bit flat. It's been happening for years. It happened, you know, when I when I played all four years, and then I experienced it my last year. It's either Vanderbilt or Kentucky. In my case, it was the Kentucky game. It's hard. Like it's hard to flip the switch. But the moment that the guy across from you tries to take your head off, you should be able to flip that switch and go. You should be able to do that. And I think that's what I was expecting on, on Saturday. That's what I was expecting on Saturday. A lot of positive momentum for this Tennessee football program. And a ton to get to today. A ton to get to today. We're going to get through it the best way we can. We got some news inside Tennessee we got to discuss. Recruiting weekend was was very big for the future of Tennessee football. We got a lot of stuff to get to. A lot of stuff to get to. Um, let's go to the phones and then, you know, Ben, we'll get you, get you back in here, get you sounding good. Uh, so let's go to Butch Dooley, looks like who we have on with this first to start off the show. Butch Dooley, good morning. Good morning, Jason. What's going on? Man, everything, man. Hope you are well. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. It was a good Thanksgiving. It, it sure was. It, the weather was not well, it was cold, but it was good and sunny. So that was good. And our beloved Tennessee Vols got the seventh win of the season, which is actually incredible. Uh, incredible to think of. I mean, before the season started, I couldn't have even really fathomed us getting seven wins. I mean, I guess I. It was it was just hard to picture just with the turnover that we had, you know, everybody leaving the investigation looming. Um, so you know, this year, I, I mean, it let me really. I don't think we could have done any better, honestly. Um, I mean, we, I wish we'd have beat Florida for sure. Um, but you know, I, I consider it a very successful first season under Josh Heupel. Hopefully, more to come. Um, you know, I, I don't know. No, go ahead. No, I'm listening, man. It's all you. Um, but no, we played good. We, uh, we beat Vanderbilt down like we should have. And I'm excited to see who we do play in a bowl game. I was, one thing that did surprise me this weekend with the SEC at least is how bad Clemson beat South Carolina. I figured Clemson was going to win that game, but I've, I was thinking that South Carolina was going to give them a little bit more of a game than that, but I was kind of wanting Clemson in a bowl game, but I keep seeing predictions for Virginia or Miami. So I'll take I'll take either one of them. But, uh, but yeah, the only other thing I really got to add is that Lincoln Riley, and I know it's going to be brought up a million times today, he must have just been scared of the SEC. I mean, he went from a team that's won 55 games in the last five years going to a team that's won 33 games in the last five years. And 
I don't know what what you think about that. I think that he definitely must be scared of the SEC, though. I, logically, I don't know how much sense that makes, but that's, uh, that's about all I got. Go Vols. Hey, thank you. Thank you, Butch Dooley. Um, it makes all the sense in the world. When you think about Lincoln Riley and there was reports about him possibly going to LSU and his, on his post-game press conference there when they lost to uh, Oklahoma State, man, he played it perfectly. Oh, he played it perfectly. He says, I am not going to LSU. Did not allow the reporter to ask a follow-up because the follow-up would have would have been, hey, are you going anywhere? Lincoln Riley says, next question. Did not answer any more questions because he was on his way to USC. Sometimes it's about working smart and not hard. Working smarter, not harder. It's the reason why we drive a car to work instead of walking. It's the reason why we do a lot of things to make our lives a whole lot easier. So we can point the finger at Lincoln Riley and go, oh, man, he's scared of the SEC. But do you need to be in the SEC to win a national championship? No. You don't need to be in the SEC to win a national championship. Urban Meyer has won a championship at Ohio State. Dabo Sweeney has won a championship, multiple championships at Clemson. Jimbo Fisher has won a championship at Florida State. You don't have to be in the SEC to win a championship. You just need to be ready to play an SEC team once you get to the championship game. Oregon had an opportunity. Mark Helfrich when 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 Oregon played Auburn in 2010. You don't have to be in the SEC to play for a championship. You just have to be ready when you do play for a championship against an SEC team. Lincoln Riley, in my opinion, is smart. He's going to go to the West Coast and be the Dabo Sweeney of the West Coast. We can sit here and talk about the Pac-12 and make jokes about the conference all we want to and, and, and make fun of you know Lincoln Riley because his schedule is weak. But does it really matter? Does it really matter? He sees the opportunity to restore the Pac-12 single-handedly. He also sees an opportunity, and this is the first thing I thought about when I saw the news that he was going. He is going to wreck the NIL. There's an opportunity to absolutely capitalize on the NIL there in L.A. and keep players in California or bring players to California. There's a huge opportunity for him. Oklahoma wants to go to the SEC, cool. I think we see now with Texas, Oklahoma, that they're not going to be major players. It's going to take them a while. They're going to have to acclimate to the recruiting, the style of play. They're not going to just come in here and start kicking butt. Why run your head against the wall over and over and over and over and over again and maybe win – excuse me, maybe lose three or four games a season, barely get to a good bowl game if you're Oklahoma, when you could just say, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to USC. I'm going to link up with my, my Texas Tech alum, my brother Graham Harrell. I'm going to recruit all of California. My only competition right now is Oregon. I'm going to go undefeated maybe lose one game, and get to the college football playoff. With a better opportunity to recruit at a higher level. 
I, why would I go to the SEC? I said this last week. Maybe it was a week ago. Maybe it was a week and a half ago. Ben, if you if you with us, join us anytime. But like, not everybody wants to come to the SEC. It's not for everybody. Yeah, you can you can go do an all commission job. And they say, hey man, there's no cap. There's no there's no roof. Go make what you want to make. There's no roof. Go. But why don't more people do it? Because for some people, it's not worth the stress. It's not worth the anxiety. It's not worth the drama of meeting these sales quotas. And the bar continues to raise and raise and raise and raise. And who you who'd you call today? Who'd you call today? Who'd you call? How many sales you get today? How many sales you get today? The pressure. Sometimes the money's not worth the pressure. It's not. All right, I'll take a million two less. Go to the Pac-12. Less drama. More recruiting. I don't care. You talk about me being, not being in the SEC. Cool. But what is LSU going to do if Jimbo Fisher says no? What is LSU going to do? Remember, they fired Les Miles, and the top coach at the time was Tom Herman coming out of Houston. And Tom Herman hit them with a sidestep. Nope, going to Texas. And then what was LSU forced to do? Hire Coach Orgeron. They are a Jimbo Fisher no away from being in the same position. Who, who are they going to hire? This thing has already gotten wacky. Already gotten wacky. And me, I'm sitting back chilling. I'm sitting back chilling. I'm not worried about dominoes. Yeah, Billy Napier is going to go to Florida. He's a good coach. He'll be better than Dan Mullen, in my opinion. As far as organization, recruiting, he's going to be better. I'll be surprised if he's not. But I'm not worried as a Tennessee fan about Josh Heupel. I'm not worried one bit. Why should I be worried right now? I have no reason to be worried right now. When it's time to be worried, I'll be worried. But I'm not going to prematurely be worried. I'm not going to wake up and decide to be worried when I don't have to be right now. There's no reason to be worried right now. I don't think there's going to be a reason to be worried, period. But it's definitely not a reason to be worried right now. Not right now. And catch yourself, folks. I want you to catch yourself. When you feel yourself doing this, I want you to catch yourself and live by your own words here. How many times have we pointed the finger at national media? How many, we, how many times have we looked at them and go, oh, look at them, man, they're trying to, they're trying to they're trying to poke the bear. They're trying to engage us. They're trying to troll us, Tennessee fans. I saw them doing it yesterday. Oh, hypo hypo Oklahoma. Just like just like Lane Kiffin. Just just like Lane Kiffin. And what some of y'all do? You fell for it. You get mad at them for engaging you and trolling you, but you're engaging in it. Has there been any indication or any proof 
that Josh Heupel is going to go anywhere. No. You're just letting them rile you up. We got local folks doing it too. You don't have any evidence. Now, if you want some, you want some information, I got some information. I got some information. I can break this thing down for you. We can take a break. We can get Ben in here. And we can talk about it. Usually we come in and talk about the big the big orange win, right? From Saturday. Tennessee put up 45. Could have put up 50 or 60. Not the best performance. Some guys falling asleep. Maybe the Thanksgiving turkey was still on the belly, dressing. Maybe maybe we still had the itis in some areas. Listen, it happens. But that's what I was expecting to come in and talk about until the Lincoln Riley's news dropped. And I knew what today was going to be, so let's do it. Let's get it. Let's get it. We got recruiting to cover. We got some big-time um, recruits that was, that, was, that was here on campus. Tennessee got some targets that are looking to commit in the next couple of hours. The transfer portal is about to be real nice for the pickings for Tennessee here in a couple of hours, couple of days. It's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. So let's take a break. Our first break of the day. I'm live here at Betty Chevrolet Parkside Drive. Over 150 vehicles in stock. Lifetime warranty on most new and pre-owned vehicles. Never pay MSR for new vehicles at Betty Chevrolet. Their website, BettyChevrolet.com, home of the warranty for life. We'll take our first break of the day. Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Stay with us. If you want to get in on the conversation, call the Iris Network's hotline at 865-200-5503. Grow your business with Iris Network's high-speed fiber internet. irisnetworksusa.com Hi there, Swain Event family. Are you in the market to purchase a home and a bit freaked out with the market right now? As someone who's been in your spot before, I'm familiar with what's going through your brain. And as a realtor, I've mastered the ins and outs of the buying process. When you work with me, you'll benefit from my experience, and together we'll work toward making sound, smart decisions for your future. And of course, talk a little ball sports along the way. Just give me a call, Jennifer Morris, Keller Williams Realty, 865-257-7897, or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you soon. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42st.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. 
They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. Q is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of Quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the big orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill, or call 865-693-5400. For a replay of each day's Swain Event TV, like us on Facebook. SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, live here at Betty Chevrolet, where they will trade for anything. They will flat out just buy your vehicle. Come on by Betty Chevrolet, see how much your vehicle is worth, and let them buy it from you. They will trade for anything as well, motorcycle, camper, boat, whatever. Uh, come on by BettyChevrolet.com is their website. Um, ben, I just want to get your thoughts on the game, man, before we dive into – um, you know, some of the coaching dominoes. And I know folks want to, you know, get some, some clarification, some info on, you know, Josh Heupel. Some folks are a little bit more worried than others. And so uh, we're going to try to add some context to uh, that situation on November the 29th, 727, because we know everything um, changes by the minute in situations like this. is very fluid, like recruiting. Um, so want to give – folks some some information um you know, made my view of looking at this whole coaching domino thing but just want to get your take on the football game itself before we get into that so uh ben man what you what you think about the game hmm can't hear ben again that's weird. I can. I heard him during the break. It's no problem. 
It was no problem at all during the break. None at all. But right now, cannot hear Ben. Can y'all hear Ben? Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's not. But I heard Ben, heard ben during the break. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. All right, we'll, 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 we'll dive in. We'll dive into the Lincoln Riley stuff then. And uh, we'll continue to work on work on Ben's mic and get him going. Um, Andy, Andy Mizuno Golfer says, let's talk about Ja Gibbs. Yeah, we'll talk about Ja Gibbs in a little bit. We'll talk about Ja Gibbs in a little bit. He's a Georgia Tech running back. He's the running back from the Dalton, Georgia area that uh, Tennessee had a chance to get a couple couple years ago. Didn't do it. <sighs> Pruitt, the gift the gift keeps on giving. We'll, we'll we'll get to that. There's a lot of stuff to get to. He is one of them. Um, but all right, Josh Heupel. Josh Heupel, head coach Tennessee. Central Florida, came from Central Florida, former Oklahoma quarterback. Oklahoma now has an opening for for head coach. And so it's uh, it's it's understandable to sit here and go, huh, Hypo played at Oklahoma. Oklahoma needs a coach. Oklahoma and Hypo have a history. Hypo's a head coach. Huh, let's put two and two together. Like I saw a, uh, I saw a tweet from some rivals guy that covers Kentucky. He was like, he's trying to pretend like he was breaking some news or had some some high level thought by saying this. Hey, Hypo to Oklahoma makes sense. Really? Really? How hard did it take you to come up with that? Hypo to Oklahoma makes sense. Wow. Wow. No, no one was thinking about that, dude. Because Hypo played at Oklahoma. He's a head coach. He's doing pretty good. No one thought about that. No one thought about putting two and two together. <laughs> like, serious? Hypo. Won championship Oklahoma. Was a run-up for the Heisman. There. Um, began coaching there. coaching for the coach that he played for that he won with he started his coaching career right there at Oklahoma a lot of relationships a lot of relationships that he has built 2004 he's a graduate assistant and then he then he went to Arizona with Arizona to be the tight ends coach and this thing is this thing is so interesting <laughs> when I break all this down, how it's so intertwined. So Heupel, GA, Oklahoma, 2004. Then he gets his first opportunity to be a position coach at Arizona. Who's the coach at Arizona? It is Mike Stoops. Mike Stoops is the head coach at Arizona at the time. Hypo gets his opportunity at Arizona. Mike Stoops is the coach there. Mike Stoops is the brother of Bob Stoops. 
the younger brother of Bob Stoops. Mike Stoops was the defensive coordinator there at Oklahoma when Oklahoma won a championship when Josh Heupel was the head coach. So Josh Heupel goes there for a year, and then he is back at Oklahoma starting in 2006, where he served as the quarterback's coach from 2006 to 2010. 2011, he is the co-offensive coordinator until 2014. Him and Jay Norvell, really good wide receiver coach. I remember him, um, really energetic, but Jay Norvell had got fired at the same time as Josh Heupel. Norvell went on to be head coach, I want to say Utah State, but Josh Heupel was fired in 2014. 2014 season, excuse me. Josh Heupel, in 2015, January the 6th, tweeted after being fired and put this note out to the Oklahoma fans. He says, it's been an honor to be a part of the University of Oklahoma for 14 years. Oklahomans and Sooner fans have embraced me as a coach and as a player, including that magical national championship season. My, my wife, Don, and I, are eternally grateful for to the for, to the OU players and the Norman Oklahoma community. I am thankful for the many friendships we have formed and all and almost our nonprofit the 14 Foundation and also, excuse me, our nonprofit foundation the number 14 um, that has helped children in need across the state of Oklahoma. We will always cherish our time in Norman and look forward to new opportunities. This is what he put out when he was fired. So the, I'm sure the fans were on him and there was internal pressure to get rid of Josh Heupel in 2014. Well, you would think that Oklahoma offense was just terrible, but it wasn't that bad if you go look at the points per game. They averaged 36 points per game. And I guess in Big 12 country, that's like averaging – 15 points per game. But Josh Heupel's offense in 2014 was third in the Big 12. That's pretty good. There you go, Ben. Third. They were third in the Big 12 at 36 points per game. The defense, the defense was fifth in the Big 12. They were fifth in the Big 12 allowing 26 points per game. Guess who was the defense coordinator? That was Mike Stoops. Mike Stoops got fired at Arizona. And when he got fired at Arizona, guess who had his old job waiting on him? Guess who hooked up his brother? Made sure his brother was good. Made sure his brother had a nice, nice cushy fall. That was that was his brother Bob Stoops. So Josh Heupel's first on the field coaching gig was for Mike Stoops at Arizona. Heupel leaves Arizona to come back to Oklahoma. Stoops gets fired at Oklahoma. Excuse me. Stoops gets fired at Arizona, Mike Stoops, and then 
gets his old job back as a defensive coordinator. 2014 season, I'm looking at the numbers here, defense was worse than the offense. The defense was worse than the offense. The defense was fifth in the Big 12. Fifth. Josh Heupel's offense, third. Now you go look at their schedule that year, and they did lose more games than you're supposed to lose at Oklahoma, right? You're supposed to go undefeated, maybe win, maybe lose two games at the most, but you're not supposed to lose five. And this is how many games Oklahoma lost, including the bowl game. But in every game, Ben, they put up 31 points or more in 2014. Sounds like a good year. <laughs> ben, they put up, they put up at least 31 points in every single game, except for no. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Let me take that back. Take that back. They put up. Their, their, their low total was against Baylor and Clemson. So Baylor and Clemson. But every other game, they put up big numbers. That was the year they beat us 34 to 10. Even when they lost to TCU, they lost 37 to 33. I'm sorry. When I look at that score, TCU losing 37 to 33, I don't think that's the offense's fault. The defense gave up 37 points. They lost to Kansas State that year, 31 to 30. When you score 30 points, I'm sorry, I don't look at the offense as the problem here. Now, only scoring 14 against Baylor, okay. But you gave up, you gave up 48 points to Baylor back in the Art Brawl days. 48 points to Baylor, got embarrassed. And then you lost to Oklahoma State that year, Bedlam. You lost 38 to 35. I don't look at that as an offensive problem. I look at that as a defensive problem. And in the, in the bowl game, you only put up six points. You got beat down by Clemson. But I'm sorry, I don't look at that year and go, man, whoo, the bigger problem is right there is offense. I look at that season and go, man, defense gave up some points. But defense coordinator at the time was Mike Stoops, brother of head coach Bob Stoops. So Oklahoma's AD, I'm sure was getting some, some pushback. Joe... Castiglione, I think I said that right, who is still the AD today. The AD is an alum of Oklahoma. I'm sure he was getting some pushback from people. I'm sure he told Stoops he had to make a move somewhere, somehow, some way. And who did they throw under the bus? They threw under the bus their Heisman Trophy finalists. Championship quarterback, Josh Heupel. This is what they did. Not the brother. Not the brother who's giving up, giving up all these points. They threw under the bus Josh Heupel. So Josh Heupel was fired. Brother stayed. You know who they replaced Josh Heupel with? Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley did a really good job as offense coordinator. And then when Bob Stoops stepped down, Lincoln Riley took over as head coach. Guess who Lincoln Riley fired? 
just you wouldn't believe it, Ben. He fired Mike Stoops. Man, just crazy. He fired Mike Stoops. So if you are, if you're Josh Heupel, and you were fired as OC, you know it was some BS. You go on, you improve as offensive coordinator, as an offensive mind, and now you're one of the best in the country. And look what you're doing right now, Central Florida, Tennessee. How you how you feel about Oklahoma, your school? that threw you under the bus. Not to mention, the AD is still there. The AD that let it all happen, that probably wanted it to happen, that probably pushed Stoops to, ha- to make it happen, he's still there. Y'all. Hypo, Hypo ain't thinking about Oklahoma. Not like that. And not unless Oklahoma stoops and this AD wants to kiss the ring. They want to say, I'm sorry. Hey, I'm sorry, man, we threw you under the bus. We apologize. You think that's going to happen? You think a, 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 a profession with so many ego maniacs, you, you think that Stoops is actually going to do that? No. Joe Castellone, you think he's going to be like, hey, I'm sorry, Josh, man, we, we shouldn't have fired you. It was certainly not all the offense. I mean, if you're going to fire somebody, it should be the defense coordinator. But that's brother. That's Bob's brother. He can't fire Mike. That's Bob's brother. So that's why I'm sitting here. I'm chilling. I ain't thinking about, worried about Oklahoma and Josh Heupel. I'm just not. I'm just not. That's the reason. That is the reason. We assume that because a player played at a school, that there's f- warm and fuzzy feelings. We should know better. <laughs> man, man, we should know better. We've gotten a front row seat to some of the stuff going on here with some mm-hmm. of our former players and how happy they were they have been uh, mm-hmm. with, with previous administrations. We we should know this. That it doesn't Multiple happen. Multiple players. Yeah, like it, it doesn't always happen that way. It's not a storybook ending. Like, senior day was awesome Saturday. Guys crying and emotional. It was the first time running through – last time running through the tee, last time doing a vol walk, last time playing in the stadium. That doesn't mean that everybody loves and adores their school that they play for. Sometimes the school does the player wrong. And it always gets a little m- messy and dicey whenever a player comes back to coach because you open up that door for what happened between Oklahoma and Heupel, what happened with Tennessee and Coach Former, what happened with, you know, Jeremy Pruitt and Terry Fair. Like that was a difficult time for Terry Fair to, be have, to have to coach with a knucklehead. And Jeremy Pruitt, this is a school that he loves. And he sees Pruitt running into the ground. He had to step away. You know how tough that is? And whose side are they going to take? Are they going to take Terry Fair, the, the assistant coach side? Or are they going to take the head coach's side? Who left and who stayed? See what I'm saying? Like, coaching at your school is not always cracked up 
as you think it is. Because you're going to get fired. <laughs> or you're going to retire. One of the two. And so you hope that you win enough to where you're able to retire. But no. Johnny Majors was fired. Coach Former was fired. Coach Former's fired again. It's always tough when you go back to your school. So in this case with Josh Hype of Oklahoma, y'all, relax for right now. Relax. Relax. Yes. It, it It's something to be aware of is kind of the way that I look at it, Swain. It, it's not something – to be naive to because Josh Heupel did win a national championship there but as you essentially detailed there there's there's bad blood between the two sides at, at this moment in time and I, I think it would really take Oklahoma as you mentioned bending the knee and, and kissing the ring and sucking up and uh, offering quite a bit for Josh Heupel to bolt and there, there's just no sign of that happening right now. I, I, I don't think it's time to, to freak out. It's just something to be aware of. And, and I just think it's funny, of all things, just kind of relating it to uh, Tennessee luck that, of course, this is the storyline, the moment after Hypo over-succeeds in, in year one. Like, Tennessee football has been what it has been the last decade, and, and it kind of, you know, finally feels – that that it's going to be something solid with the football program for for several years to come and then boom of course the the coach that finally comes and appears to be on, on a really nice trajectory his alma mater opens up where he he won a national championship i, I just think it's funny more so than anything because because that is such a, a tennessee storyline but I, i'm with you there, there there's no need to, to freak out right now uh, maybe if oklahoma strikes out with with four or five guys maybe maybe they circle the wagons and, and come back around and, and then do come and try to bend the knee to Hypel and 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 maybe we have a, a conversation but I, I don't anticipate that happening I, I'm I'm really anxious and intrigued to see how this coaching search at, at Oklahoma plays out because Mark Stoops has a fascinating storyline do they go, go do, do they go out and, and try to get Lane Kiffin, I think Lane Kiffin would be a great hire there at, at Oklahoma. Uh, and, and at the end of the day, Oklahoma is still a big-time college football job. They, they are capable of, of pulling people away from most schools. I, I'd say from, from 90% of schools in, in college football, if not, if not a greater percentage, Oklahoma is capable of pulling guys away from. So I, I'm really fascinated to see how this plays out for Oklahoma. But there's just no – no need to freak out right now if if you are a Tennessee fan. Um, it, it's just something like to, to to be aware of is the way that I look at it. You you give a life if you put breath into it. Right now, if you if you if you're a Tennessee, and to me, it's not a storyline until like there's communication. Mm -hmm. There is not a storyline unless. We continue to put air into it and put breath into it and give it life, and this is what national media folks want you to do. This is this is this is what they want. They want us to freak out. They want us to to you know engage their their tweets because we're we're one of the best on Twitter at doing that. When it's positive or when it's negative, we will engage you. So 
Like this, this right now is just no reason to put that much energy into it. And I'm glad you mentioned stoops, man. Cause man, I was sure going there, my friend. You notice that 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 connection between Mike Stoops and Bob Stoops in Oklahoma? How Bob Stoops was the head coach, wouldn't fire his brother that had a trash defense in 2014, but instead threw Josh Heupel under the bus to save his brother. His brother goes on to take the Arizona job, coaches there for a couple years. He gets fired, and then he gets a cush job right back in Oklahoma under his head his head coach brother again. Ben, I know you saw this. Who who's going to be the interim coach for Oklahoma right now at the bowl game? Oh, Bob Stoops. Bob Stoops is the interim. You know he lives there. He's still he's still, you know, a part of what Oklahoma is is doing. Does his TV. He's the interim. Ben, who you think Bob Stoops is is telling that needs to be the next head coach of Oklahoma? I would imagine his brother. Man. I can see the sale right now from Bob oh, Stoops. Yeah. Come on. My brother has SEC experience. Look what he has done at Kentucky. He has built this program from the ashes. He has been consistent. He knows how to recruit. And you are going to make this transition from the Big 12 to the SEC. You need a head coach that can navigate and, and help you through these choppy waters. My brother would be perfect. Dude, Stoops has already shown us that he will do what it takes to take care of his brothers and look after his brothers, which is, hey, I, I mean, I understand. I commend him. Yeah, I mean, we I mean, we all would do the same thing. We would all look after our brothers, our flesh and blood. Blood is thick in the water. We understand that. But I'm laying, laying down the foundation and the information so you can understand the relationship between Oklahoma and Hypel and why it is what it is right now. But it would be so predictable. If Stoops from Kentucky is the next head coach of Oklahoma, because Bob has looked at the, his brothers when it came to Oklahoma jobs in the past, who say he won't do it again? It, I mean, it, it look it looks so set up. I mean, it's perfect. It's a perfect setup for Oklahoma. Now, I don't know if they want to go with a defensive guy. Um, I mean. Still ain't found a quarterback that can do anything. You know, Will Levis, you know, running the ball like Cam Newton against Louisville. But, like, that's that's going to be the question. But you can get those guys at Oklahoma, in my opinion. Stoops is a, a good recruiter, and I think with better tools. As I mentioned early last week, I I, I think that he'd be able to, to go get that guy. And, in my opinion, be able to attract better coaches that, that will help get that guy. I, I – I kind of think Stoops would would be a, a nice hire, not not a great one, but a but a nice one and defensive guy, which I think would be great for Oklahoma, considering they're they're transitioning to the SEC. And I, I do give credence to what you mentioned a moment ago about Stoops knowing the SEC way and and helping Oklahoma in that transition. And, and you know what, Swain, we, we we dabbled in it. I either Monday, Tuesday before we took off for Thanksgiving or the week prior when, when we had a conversation about Stoops being linked to, to Florida and I was kind of out on a, a limb kind of taken up for him I, I guess you could say or or have better vibes with Stoops getting a bigger job than the most I'll just go out on a limb and flat out say that I, I think Stoops will get a big time job at, at some point and I think he'll be successful I, I'll, I'll just let it hang loose and maybe I'll 
have to eat those words and eat crow and that that'll be fine. But I I think Stope, Stoops would uh would, would would do good at Oklahoma, quite frankly. Yeah, I mean he's going to leave at some point, and we'll see we'll see what happens. Uh, we will see what happens. I know Oklahoma has had Heisman Trophy winners back to back to back, and had quarterbacks that were at the top of Heisman uh, campaigns. And you know, do they want to do they want to get away from that? Do they feel comfortable getting away from getting away from an offensive-minded um, head coach to go back to defense? Now, Bob Stoops was a defensive guy, and you know, Stoops just hired really good coordinators, and he was he understood what need to change and what need to happen for him to win, and that's put up points and that's have an open offense. Most defensive guys don't want to do that, um, so maybe maybe he can talk the Oklahoma brass. And to do that, again, the same AD that was there uh, when Stoops won his championship is there now. I'm pretty sure they have a good relationship. So mm-hmm. we we shall see how that unfolds right there. 865-255-03 is our telephone number. But, again, I ain't worried right now. No, I'm no sitting, need to be. I'm sitting back chilling. Let's get to the phones and um, let's get to – is Eric still with us? Eric dropped off, so let's get to Christian in Johnson City. Christian, good morning. Good morning. How are y'all doing? Man, we are wonderful. Hope you I are. just got a couple things I wanted to talk about this morning. Uh, we were always in the middle of the coaches' searches. If we just sit back and enjoy this one and watch everybody else fumble around and try to figure out who to hire, hold on to Heifel. And on top of that, I've seen that Napier's likely headed to Florida. That hire reminds me a lot of when we went after Derek Dooley when he was at Louisiana Tech. If you wouldn't mind to touch on that, give me your opinion, and I'll hang up and listen to you guys. You guys have a wonderful day. Go ball. Hey, thank you. No, no, I don't. No, I don't, I don't see that being anywhere close to Derek Dooley hire. Derek Dooley didn't turn down, you know, multiple SEC schools. Um, you know, doesn't didn't check all the boxes like a Billy Napier. Uh, uh, I mean. Just just because he's at Louisiana, and maybe there's some folks that haven't heard of him and haven't kept up with him and haven't seen him in the spotlight, doesn't mean he's not that he's not ready to roll. That he's not ready for this moment. He's he is no Derek Dooley. He is no Derek Dooley at all. Um, he is closer to being prepared, like a you know Dave Clawson, Urban Meyer type, than than Derek Dooley. He checks all the boxes. He loves to recruit. Uh, his receiver coach at Alabama, and you know he did a great job, like most most coaches do there, because you have good talent. Uh, but Billy Napier is the closest thing to, you know, a, a I won't say a home run or a sure thing, because n- nothing in life is sure. But you know, you just never know sometimes when you go after a coach at a smaller school, and even sometimes you go after a coach at a bigger school. You know, <laughs> like Florida goddamn Mullen from Mississippi State. And it didn't work out. You know, Bishon went to go get Harbaugh from the NFL and it took forever for it to work out. We just it's just now working out. So you just never know. But Billy Napier checks a lot of boxes, respected in a lot of coaching circles. He was waiting on this opportunity. He turned down several, several big jobs because he was waiting on the right job because he knew he could. Some guys, they don't have that luxury. You gotta go take it while you can. Billy Napier knew he could wait for a top five job. And he he has one, and um, he's going to be going to Florida, and 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 we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. I think I think he's a good coach, but 
I, I like I like our coach. I like what we're doing. And last night, while this hoopla was going on, Josh Heupel and company was in the living room of a Tennessee commit. Ben, ain't that right? Yes, and not only a Tennessee commit, but also a, a Tennessee target because when you are in the house of Elijah Herring, who is the commit that you are referencing, a 2022 linebacker, edge rusher, who, who has been committed to Tennessee for quite some time from the mid-state. Uh, he has a younger brother who is in the 2023 class who is viewed as an even better prospect in Caleb Herring. So uh, not only was, was Tennessee with Elijah Herring, uh, the the linebacker commit for the Vols, but again, like I just mentioned, when, when you're with Elijah Herring, you're probably going to be with Caleb Herring as, as well, and, and he's a, a big-time prospect in um, Tennessee, and, and multiple coaches were in that house last night. Yep. Yep. I'm sure Josh Heupel picked up his phone and was like, oh, my gosh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was he was busy in home um, visit. So uh, this is this is how Josh Heupel has the opportunity to play this. And uh, we'll have to go a little bit over our number one, Ben, because uh, i got to make this point. But this is how Josh Heupel – should play this if I'm him. And you got to be careful if you're Heupel and you're Danny White. Oklahoma publicly, at least, you know, Cleef, uh, at least uh, Adam, Adam Sheffern from ESPN tweeted out that Oklahoma has targeted Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury as the potential replacement for Lincoln Riley. This is what league sources told ESPN. If you Oklahoma, you hate this. Because you're about to get a public no. <laughs> ben, did you did you see the NFL draft a couple of years ago when they showed Cliff Kingsbury in his house in Arizona? Mm-hmm. Did, you, mm-hmm. <laughs> did you see how fly his house was? Chilling. <laughs> like he's coaching Kyler Murray, an MVP candidate who is young. His his team is number one right now in the NFC West. They are one of the top teams in the league, why would Cliff Kingsbury leave that to go recruit some 17, 18-year-old kids? Like, And have no free time to spend <laughs> in that beautiful house. <laughs> that makes no sense. Why would Cliff Kingsbury leave that to go to coach any college job? It makes no sense at all. So Because he's to, not going to. Exactly. They're about to get a public no. Correct. That, that had contract extension <laughs> written all over. All you needed to see in that Adam Schefter tweet was that Cliff Kingsbury is in the final year of his contract, and yep. and that alone <laughs> signaled that. Yep. That that he he is on the verge of of getting a contract extension, and and hey, maybe the the Cardinals have an early exit in the playoffs and, and the Cardinals feel like they need to make a move to, to get a different head coach. But by that point, Oklahoma will already have a head coach because if that were to happen, that would happen in in January, mid-January, and Oklahoma's not going to wait that long to get a coach. He, he's not going to leave Kyler Murray in the middle of the season when they're potentially going to win a Super Bowl. Dude, they got, they got players decommitting left and right now. Oklahoma, early signing period is a, is a couple weeks away. They cannot afford to even mess with an NFL coach. Ooh, I, 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 one thing you said earlier, 
and it really rings true. It's just that it it's clear that it is going to take some time for Texas and Oklahoma to to adjust to life in the SEC. This is the absolute worst timing for Oklahoma with a merger to the SEC about to take place. Like the absolute worst time for a mass exodus to happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they're going to target Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury, according to Adam Schefter. That will be a public no. So if I'm Josh Heupel, there's only a few opportunities in your entire life that you have a chance to have this type of leverage that you have. You have leverage. And you don't really, really you really ain't gonna go anywhere. But like you did an awesome job, man. It was SEC coach of the year quality. You took a team that won three games or four games the year before. How many games we won last year? Was it three or four? Three, I think. Golly, that's terrible. It was three. You took a team that won three games last year, three and seven in SEC play, because it was all SEC schedule. You improved the win total by four. You were more successful than any other Power Five first-year head coach in the country. More successful than any other Power Five first-year head coach in the country. Seven and five, you have a chance to go win eight games in a bowl game, man. You got a chance to win eight games. This is your time, if you're Josh Heupel, to get a little bit more money, get what you need. You got and some he letters. deserves it. He deserves it. Yeah, he deserves it. When you look, when you look around the country and 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 you know, see the money that's being floated around. Now I can make a case that being he's only been coaching one year, and maybe maybe you don't go crazy. But listen, this is just where we are, college athletics. Mel Tucker's out here getting, you know, $95 million. James Franklin's out here getting $75 million. That don't make sense. One is a better coach than the other and has proven that he's a better coach than the other. But mm-hmm. listen, money's going to fly around here like crazy. Josh Heupel has an opportunity to capitalize on this, but he must do it fast. The reason why he must do it fast is because we just, we just closed the book on teams being able to use the NCAA cloud over our head to hurt us in recruiting. The last thing you want to do right now is to allow the opponents to use something else over your head in recruiting, which would be, hey, hey man, you know Josh Hype about to leave. You know he about to leave, right? You know he about to go to Oklahoma. Man, you don't want to go to Tennessee. You don't know if he's going to be there or not. You don't want that being the narrative in recruiting when you are a few weeks away from National Signing Day. Early signing period, which AKA is really National Signing Day. So you think Tennessee will come out and kind of put this to bed as as soon as possible? I think Tennessee would be smart. I think Josh Heupel would be smart. And I don't care if Oklahoma even contacted you or not. But just nip it in the bud. Just publicly tell Oklahoma no, even before they even talk to, want to talk to you. And ju- and just to stick it to them. Just to stick it to them. Exactly. You don't have to mention Oklahoma, but you'd be like, hey. We're not interested in any openings. <laughs> we are here. For, we are here for the long haul. We're building something special. This is what I would do if I'm Tennessee. If I'm Danny White. If I'm Josh Heupel. Hey man, I'm gonna take care of you. I got you. We've been now, working. Now Tennessee should not should not go crazy. No no like, no 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 no. Like, should, like you mentioned. No 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 no. You don't go crazy. But like Danny White and Josh Heupel got a relationship, right? So, mm-hmm. Hey man, I got you. Let's 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 figure it out. Let's get you some more money. Let's whatever we gotta do. Let's get that handled. But let's publicly nip this in the bud 
let's shove it to Oklahoma in the process, process, because I know you want to do that. <laughs> Let me, let's do that, because we don't want the narrative to be started and and continue to to grow and grow and grow that you're not going to be here, because we just fought the whole NCAA bowl game sanctions and all that stuff. That's that's what I would do. That's just what I would do. Oh, I'm with you. He he deserves a a raise. I I guess an extension. I mean, he already has a pretty lengthy contract because of like, when he accepted the, like the Tennessee five, job. It was like five or six years. Yeah, five six. or six years. I think it was like yeah. six. Yeah, because yeah. I think he got that extra sixth year because of the him sanctions. taking the job when he did, mm-hmm. and and the uncertainty with Tennessee football. So Tennessee shouldn't go big with with a raise. You, you shouldn't get a a raise for beating Missouri and South Carolina and and Vanderbilt, the teams that you should beat every year, you get a, a Mel Tucker and James Franklin raise when, when you begin to routinely beat Georgia, Florida, Alabama. But Josh Heupel is one of the better head coaches in all of college football. I think it's time we start talking about him in that light. I know we, as those connected to the Tennessee program, somewhat do, but I, I'm really talking about nationally the book on Josh Heupel should be that, hey, he's one of the better better college football coaches that, that we have in the sport. It's time to start talking about him in that light, so he okay. does deserve a raise. You, yeah. you just you just can't go <laughs> all the way out of control with the raise. Now you want to give yourself some room, right, to reward him again. You know, if you go crazy now, then you don't give yourself any room uh, for him to grow and, 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 and make some more money. Um, but – you can you can absolutely make that statement about him being one of the best coaches in the country today because he took a three three win team and took them to seven wins with a chance to win eight in a bowl game. You can say that now. You can say that right now. Now you go on next season and you know he has more talent, but he does less. Then okay, that narrative is going to change and that opinion is going to change. But at this moment. You can say that Josh Hype was one of the best coaches in the country based on what he just did. So that's how I would handle it. That's just me. That's how I would handle it. Hopefully that is handled that way. If you out here trying to recruit Nico, huh? How you say his last name, Ben? Nico. How you say his last name? That's his first Nico. name. Nico. I'm a lever. Listen. No, well, it's an I, so it's like it's like. E-um. Whatever. Sure. Listen. Nico from California. You you out here trying to recruit him. And Alabama. Amongst others. Yeah. Alabama. This is the type of player that like Alabama moves to, to Birmingham, okay? <laughs> like this, this. So you're saying we need to move him to Nashville? Listen, all I'm saying is this is the type of player that Alabama moves to Thompson and High School, okay? And the fact, and his little brother goes to Thompson High School in the Thompson area. This is the type of player that Bama moves to Alabama. Okay, you you have to have all of your stuff handled if you're Tennessee. You can't give anybody any ammunition against you. That's all I'm saying. So you you, you we know Hypo feels a certain type of way about Oklahoma. Let's go ahead and capitalize on it, not waste any time. But at the same time, let Hypo know, hey, man, we believe in you. We got you. You deserve a raise. You deserve to be rewarded what you did. Like, we appreciate you. 
Let's go. That's that's how I would handle it. All right, we got to get to uh, a break. We are live here at Baby Chevrolet. We got some recruiting to talk about. We got some guys hitting the transfer portal um, that Tennessee may have a chance to get in on. We got to talk about that, Ben. We got a packed house, um, well, a packed show of content that we have to get to. So we'll do that uh, as we come back from breaks. Wayne Event, Fuel by Dead and Barbecue. 